where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello, is that wedding bells I hear? I guess we'll have to find out in this week for Little Carla Happy at Last Part 2. Yeah, that's right, we're back. I'm James. And I'm John, and oh, the tension was high last week, wasn't it? it? It was, yeah. This episode aired on 22nd of October, 1987, written again by Shiri Aiken and Bill Steinkander. Both of these episodes, of course, directed by Jimmy B. Good old James Burrows. What a, what a guy. What a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. And yeah, what an episode as well. Yes. Ooh, big things happen. I'll tell you that. Cordo is basically just a kind of recap. And I think we can uh, we can sum it up probably pretty quick. Carla and Eddie are going to get married because Carla's pregnant. Uh, they're both very superstitious. After seeing Carla before the wedding, Eddie goes on a rampage and starts to destroy things to tempt fate through superstition. Smashy, smashy. Well, this is the thing. In this recap, Carla goes, ah, we're superstitious. And then the next thing you see is just Eddie smashing a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so I think... <laughs> The recap that they do just shows Eddie to be a madman. But all of this bad luck comes in the form of Anthony Tortelli, Carla's son, disapproving of Eddie Lebec. Carla finding out she's going to have twins. And the real nail in the coffin is that Eddie's mother disapproves of Carla, leading Eddie to call off the wedding. Ooh. A lot of drama. I'll tell you, as I said before, big things happening in Cheers. But we do get a slight cold open, I think. Yeah which is Norm enters the bar. So we can get some kind of reassurance from that. Yeah, he, he's found his guy, found his silverware guy. Do you have a silverware guy? <laughs> I do not. No. But uh, we've, we've, we know Norm has dodgy connections. No. It's the it's, uh, same guy he got the rings from last, last time, I think. Yeah, and uh, he's a bit. I think Norm's a bit annoyed because as soon as he gets into Cheers, he finds out that he's bought this wedding present in vain because there's no longer going to be a wedding. He did get a, a, a nice lemon zester. <laughs> he did. They're the perks of it, I guess. They go, oh no, Mama Lebec doesn't approve, and Cliff points out how pathetic it is that Eddie is <laughs> so beholden to his mother. So he's not going to marry Carla because his mother doesn't approve. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's pathetic to see a grown man so tied to his ma's apron strings. <laughs> well, that reminds me, Mr. Clay, when your mother called and said she couldn't make it for dinner tonight. Oh, great. What am I supposed to do with that casserole? Just throw it away? Yeah, that, I find that particularly funny because Cliff's kind of dressed up. And I, I assumed that the first thing was that he was going to take his mother out and his mother's not going to make the meal out. But actually, his mum's out having a good time. He had made a casserole and is going to have to wait in for her. I think Mark Laven is definitely the uh, party animal in that household. <laughs> And as we enter the main episode, James, we get uh, a bit of back and forth from Rebecca and Sam. Because in the last episode, Sam convinced Rebecca to throw a reception for the wedding as a sort of ruse to get her boss down there. Her boss that she has a bit of a crush on. And uh, now there's not going to be a party. Sad times, I guess. At this point, we still don't really know much about the boss. Do you have a kind of Norman Bates type <laughs> feel? <to> it? <laughs> Mr. Drake. <laughs> I don't know at this point. I have a feeling he's going to come in and be a sort of Sumner-esque role. That's the vibe I'm getting. He's going to be a bit older. I think it'll be a mystery of the appeal, maybe. A bit older, like a sugar daddy type thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, Jane. I, would, I wouldn't go that far. Distinguished. I think he's going to be very business-led, and I think Rebecca's attraction will be because he's good at business more than anything else. He's a businessman. 
Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But maybe we'll see him in the future. I, I don't know at this point. I'm excited for when he does come in. But yeah, so Rebecca is annoyed that there will be no party to show off to him about. And she tells Sam that she's got egg on her face, which uh, Cliff has a good uh, response saying it's uh, good for the pause. He lies. She's not impressed by it. <laughs> nah. But Sam finds uh, an angle in this to try and get rid of the uniforms. Broker a deal. Oh, yeah. He goes, if I can get your boss down here, uniforms off. Yeah. And she, whoa, Sam, it's not that kind of party. No, no, Rebecca, that's not what I meant. That's exactly what he meant. <laughs> and he puts Operation Wedding Rescue into plan, almost like an Ocean's Eleven type thing. He's, he's very strategic, isn't he? He's delegating left and right. <laughs> Just left and right. <laughs> left and right. That's, those are the two directions. <laughs> Yeah, I, there's a slight kind of thing for me is like, his only motive is to get rid of the uniforms, not to make sure his friend gets married. I mean, that's a secondary motive. But it very much gets sidelined as a motive. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless of the, uh, the motive, their plan is in action to get them together. And the first step, of course, is to... Retrieve the groom. <laughs> retrieve the groom. <laughs> <laughs> groom wrangler. Go. <laughs> of course, they need to get Carla warmed up to the idea again because she is uh, not happy at the moment. She won't talk to Eddie as he's a spineless jellyfish, you know, unlike all those spiny jellyfish. <laughs> the third part of this puzzle is the priest who Woody has been given the job of getting on board. Oh, God. Woody is the worst person to, to delegate a sensitive manner like that to. Him and the priest have a lovely chat. <laughs> <laughs> they have got a good. They have a good conversation. There's a whole B plot where Woody's considering converting to Catholicism because the priest was just so lovely. Well, this is the thing: the, the priest has a very busy day, uh, and after their arranged, uh, booked-in marriage of Carla and Eddie, he's got two further weddings planned after Carla's, a bake sale, a slideshow of the Knights of Columbia's trip to the Holy Land, and a CYO hootenanny. Ooh, I think it's the hootenanny that gets Woody interested. It's a good country word, isn't it? I do like a bake sale. <laughs> Woody's confusion on religion, though, is quite uh, quite good, though, because he uh, calls back later in the episode and asks, is there a fee uh, to join? There might be. I mean, that's a cult, isn't it? That's... Oh, this is a dangerous avenue to go down. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like an entrance fee. That's, that's different. An entrance fee, a membership <laughs> fee. Well, we'll see at the end whether Woody becomes, uh, I was going to say, ordained. Just, just you know, <laughs> Catholic tax is what it is. But we have the pieces are set up, James. They're in motion. You said it's like oceans. This is like oceans. We can see what's going to happen. Let's see. Let's see how it unfolds. What, what's next in the uh, plan, I guess? Eddie arrives. And I think at first he's a little bit unsure. And this is where Sam has some pretty good lines. He says to Sam that he's going to wait, uh, let his mum get to know Carla and maybe in time she'll approve. And then Sam's response is, you know, to find a date which is not be superstitious again, it's going to take forever. And then this is where Sam has probably one of the best lines of the episode. I mean, maybe Carla's right. Ever since I saw her on our wedding day, we've had nothing but bad luck. You know, I happen to think that it's bad luck to be a jerk to the woman you're in love with. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's, and that's that's coming from Sam. That's coming from Sam, yeah. Ooh. And I think that was a pretty good line because it showed Eddie that he's uh, being maybe a little bit silly, a little bit harsh maybe. Silly Eddie with your, with, your, <laughs> with your superstitions. Sam's convinced him to go and speak to Carla in Rebecca's office. Meanwhile, Rebecca is uh, whipping out her wobby. That's just, yeah, I'm happy, I'm happy with that phrase. Uh, let's not question it. 
which is, of course, a Women of Boston Business Award. I think that a great line in there is that it's very prestigious. And then it's like, loads of people have them. Only thousands of people have this award. <laughs> She's, of course, trying to impress her boss, who will be turning up later on. It's like when you're on Zoom calls and put your bookshelf in the background. Shelves of books you've never read, some of which you don't even know what they're about or what the title is. You just know that they're chunky books. Chunky books. Chunky (laughs) chunky books. uh, That's exactly what it is, really. It's kind of setting her state of mind that she is ready to try and put her best of herself out there tonight at this reception. And maybe she's putting a lot of emphasis on making a good impression, I guess. Yeah, I mean, clearly... She's made a decent impression because she got the managerial position of Cheers. But, you know, she wants to make a romantic impression. Ah, that's the difference, yeah. Mm. I think a wobby is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you say so, James. <laughs> Sam goes into Rebecca's office to talk to Carla. And Carla's having none of it. And she uh, she knows what Sam's trying to do. She actually lays out Sam's plan pretty much word for word. Oh, yeah. Verbatim, yeah. Sam's brought Carla's wedding dress so that she can try it on. And she basically lines out, you want me to try this on so that I uh, go gushing about being a bride. I want to get married. Then Eddie will see me and he'll start gushing as well. And then we'll get married. That kind of idea. Yeah. And Sam goes, yeah. Yeah. yeah." And that's kind of what happens. They're fine with it. And uh, we get to see uh, another scene, another venue, which is the actual uh, chapel. Yes, but there's a catch, John. It's very, very busy. It's very busy, but also they had to have it in the little chapel, the Mm. tiny chapel, because their wedding was delayed. So one of those other parties which had the wedding took their spot, you know, and they had to, they wanted to get married before four o'clock for superstitious reasons, obviously. And they're like, we must all cram into this. It's like, you know, the London subway system (laughs) at rush hour. Or like the, is it Tokyo subway system? Which is even worse. But yeah, it's a very crowded room. So much so that Eddie and Carla aren't even at the altar and the priest doesn't realise. <laughs> and you get lots of uh, lots of dubbing from other cast members. So Norm and Cliff and Fraser. I think Cliff's in it just there via their voices in this very crowded room. And as you mentioned, James, they, uh, they miss their deadline. Seconds past four, they are pronounced husband and wife, which really sets the tone for the party. Because Carla's miserable. And, you know, it's what we touched on in that last episode with the uh, events of the wedding in the deer hunter and setting out the precedent for the events of, you know, their life to come. They have got married, but at what cost? Well, uh, this is the thing. Carla, because they got married a couple of seconds late, Carla's expecting fate to catch up with them and uh, something horrific really to happen in in a form of bad luck. She can't enjoy the reception because of this. Uh, Woody is very enthusiastically taking photos and going, that's a keeper. Uh, Oh, Norm's stuffing his face with all the food going, "Mm, Norm, 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 Norm. I think when he's, (laughs) when Norm loves food, he just says his own name. (laughs) That amused me more than it should have done. <laughs> it looks decent. Yeah, I'd be happy to have a wedding reception at Cheers. I don't think there'll be any takers, but it looked nice. <laughs> and meanwhile, Rebecca's getting sad drunk on champagne. Yes, her uh, boss doesn't show up, which leaves Rebecca in a bit of a state. Because, you know, he's busy with business. And she's just at the bar sort of, uh, I think she's having a lot of champagne. Yeah, she's getting very champagne drunk. Which, you know, is a uh, champagne's a bubbly liquid. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, this is expert, expert food critic there. Champagne is a bubbly liquid. Uh, and I think it's it would be difficult to get drunk on it because of how bubbly it is. You know, you'd feel the fizziness and you'd be like, ooh. 
<laughs> well, something that does happen is Sam tries to look after a bit, uh, and he yeah. tries to get her on the coffee. Uh, momentarily tries to get her on coffee, but then he gets into his old ways, which isn't as uh, friendly. All right. <laughs> How about a cup of coffee, huh? Why would I do that? Well, because I've seen a lot of ladies hit the champagne in my time. One minute they're doing just fine, the next minute kind of sneaks up on them and they're doing all sorts of wild and crazy. Why am I giving you coffee? <laughs> Seedy and a bit disgusting. You. <laughs> Particularly because he's not drinking, so yeah, it's predatorial. Is that the word? We do get some nice moments in this wedding, though. Uh, like I said, we get Woody uh, taking some pictures. We get someone saying, uh, and now we know who's going to kick off the dancing. And Woody goes, it's not me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we get the uh, bridal bouquet throw, which of course lands on Fraser. Oh, and he's salty. Back to Crane, a girl's supposed to catch the bouquet. Well, then the girls should have been a little bit quicker. I think some of these moments make up one of my favourite parties at Cheers so far. We also get a nice couple dance, don't we? Mm. Of the of the two two married couples in the Tortelli family. Yeah, I think that's quite a nice moment. I did think Anthony was going to dance with Eddie and sort of berate him on the dance floor. Or just go, you're very short or something like that. <laughs> uh, but no, he, he gets to dance with Annie, who uh, I think asks uh, oh, probably an inappropriate question. She loved how inappropriate it was. He was shocked at first, but then when he realised that she was messing with him, he was fine with it. Can we play the question? <laughs> yeah, I think we should. So, Eddie, what's Mother Tortelli like in bed? <laughs> oh, oh, classy Annie with your asking your, I guess, father-in-law? Step-father-in-law? Yeah, wholesome family entertainment there. <laughs> Speaking of, let's talk about the cast. Jay Thomas as Eddie Lebeck, Timothy Williams as Anthony Tortelli, Mandy Ingber as Annie Tortelli, Janet Brandt as Mama Lebeck, Ron Hoosman as band leader. This was his final film and TV role. He's a two-time Tony nominee for Tenderloin in 1961 and Irene in 1973. He also appeared in The Ed Sullivan Show, General Hospital, Days of Our Lives, Get Smart, and Archie Bunker's Place, among many others. Now, there's also a closer-to-home family member with Phil Pullman as Phil, but he's uncredited. Quite nice he was able to make the event. Yeah. He's been in quite a few episodes already by now. Yeah, and he's been at a wedding by Rhea Pullman before, to Danny, obviously. As we've mentioned, everyone's, well, I say everyone, Carla and Eddie are a little bit down in the dumps at their reception, and Sam tries to get them out of it with uh, quite a good speech, trying to get them out of this sort of hump and saying, bad luck isn't around you, and then of course the phone goes. Oh no, with the phone. <laughs> it's not a good call, is it? No, it's not. Eddie's been dropped from the team. From his hockey team. Yeah, the Bruins, which is a shame because Carla was hoping that once they got married, she'd never have to work again because he's got all that fancy hockey money. Yeah, she was going to be a kept woman. Now now she's going to have to continue working. Yeah, but she does it. I wouldn't say she does so happily, but she accepts that she'll have to keep working. Yeah, but I think uh, a positive came from this in the fact that Carla realises that Eddie being dropped from the team isn't bad luck. It's perfect sense because he's not very good at hockey. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, when they first when they first started dating, he had a losing streak. Yeah, he was on a downward slump, and he's getting old. And it's, it's your fault, Eddie. He says they're they're going for a younger team. Uh, they tried to trade him, but no one wanted him. She summarizes it quite well when she talks that how all of the things aren't because of superstition. You know, I can 
blame a lot of things on superstition. But you aren't the greatest goalie in the world, honey. What are you saying to me, Carla? Well, you know, at the end of last year, you were losing it. And now you're older and your reflexes are shot. Well, thanks a lot. I'm feeling a lot better already. And if that wasn't because of superstition, then maybe the twins aren't bad luck either. I mean, could it be possible that I'm just having twins because the egg split? Whoa! And maybe your mother hates me because she's stupid. And Anthony hates you because he takes after his no-good rat-faced father. And all those things that we thought were bad luck had nothing to do with superstition. It was just... Life. Unfortunately, it happens to be my life. <laughs> what the heck? I'm married and in love with a great guy. So, I guess that evens things up. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but it makes life worth living. No, it doesn't. But. It's something. So let's get on with it. What do you say, hubby? I say let's get on with the honeymoon, eh? And that's a nice, very Carla speech, but a nice speech. Oh, it's, a, it's a good ending. Um, what can we say other than little Carla happy at last? Yeah, and uh, she starts serving in her wedding dress, introducing herself as Mrs. Eddie Lebec. Ah. <laughs> Is that the trivia bell, James? It is the trivia bell. But as usual, before we open our letters, we have to give a shout out to our norms on Patreon. So this goes out to Treb Curry. If you want that special norm treatment, then check out our Patreon page for that and so much more. Last week, we talked about Norm's uh, honeymoon recommendations. This week, we got to find out what Norm got as a wedding gift to Eddie and Carla. But what did he get? Oh, uh, barbecue tongs or something? No, he got them eight sterling silver place settings and also uh, got thrown in some matching weenie tongs and a lemon zester. Speaking of Norm, what does he order in the cold open? It's unusual. Uh, like a dead cat or something. A dead cat in the glass. <laughs> <laughs> that classic pub, pub recipe. I tell you what, James, we get to see some uh, extra bar staff in this episode. What is the name of the, the bar staff who's working the wedding reception? Simon. No, it is Harley. Harley's the one who's given all the alcohol to Rebecca. Oh. Yeah, I was way off. I, I said a name and I was wrong. <laughs> I wonder if Harley can make a dead cat. What is the name of the wedding officiator? Barry. It's Barry. Oh. Yeah. I feel like I read it as Berry or heard it as Berry. Yeah, well, it's because it's because it was said by Woody Harrelson, ah. who's got a it's got a country twang. But yet it's Barry, and for all the people out there who haven't heard it from our host Barry in a while, he'll be back soon. Do not you fret. He's he's uh, paid his inductions to the church. <laughs> he's been busy, but he'll be back soon. Do not you fret, Barry fans. How much did Carla's wedding dress cost, and where did she buy it from? Oh, I know the price, but not, not where from. Was it uh, 36 bucks? Yeah. I don't know where from. <laughs> Gaon Arama. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds kind of like a place you would bowl. 
That's a Simpsons reference, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. I have got another question for you, James. What is Carla's full name? It's Carla Anna Marie Lozaponi Tortelli Lebec or something. I think uh, I missed Carla, out one. Carla Marie Victoria Angeliana Teresa Apollonia Tortelli. And that, that's what got them uh, a couple of seconds past four. <laughs> to which she said, why can I be called Judy? <laughs> what food is served at the reception? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, stuffed mushrooms and Swedish meatballs. They are best served in a single mouthful together. I tell you what, James, I'm glad you brought this up because have you seen the behind the scenes footage? Of this episode? Yes, there is some behind-the-scenes footage of George Wen and John Ratzenberger eating the foods and then cutting, and the food is horrible. <laughs> so we will have to get that on our Facebook page because uh, it's a quite a funny clip. I bet it doesn't go well with slightly salty beer either. Yeah, I don't imagine it does. I feel like it must have been uh, probably sick by the end of that filming. Well, yeah, George and Ratsy's cholesterol <laughs> overshooting the show for 11 years. They're just going, what did you do for 11 years? I sat in the fake bar drinking salty pints. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is last call. How special? What's it going to be? I feel like we put some uh, champagne on ice last week. Should we take it off the ice and uh, fill up some champagne flutes? Ooh, yes. Have some, maybe have some stuffed mushrooms yeah. and Swedish meatballs with that. Much better than a dead cat. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that over, over that any day, I think. Yeah, maybe in our newsletter, we'll get a recipe for how to make Swedish meatballs. Yeah, maybe some appetizers for your uh, next party. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that we've had a few newsletters now, ranging all kinds of recipes. I think you could have a nice five-course meal with a f- selection of drinks. <laughs> I think it's just a very liquid five-course meal. No, no, we've got food on there. That's well. true, yeah. We have got we had some uh, apolo- apology fudge, I remember. That was back a couple of months ago. So, you know, if you're looking for catering options for your next party, check out our newsletter. And that's over at our Patreon. So that's what I'll be doing. Well, I think as we wrap up this episode, James, we'll, we'll get some of those appetizers. We'll uh, raise our glasses of champagne and say, uh, well, cheers to a little colour. Happy at last. Thank you for listening to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. Cheers podcast. Mm-hmm.